I don't know why. Like, yeah, I like my tacos in LA. I like my fucking pizza in New York. My lobster rolls in New England. And fucking I'm old fashioned like that, though, dude. You know, I like to. I want an Italian dude throwing my pizza in the air, you know? Mm-hmm. Chinese dude cooking my Chinese food. I'm, that's fucked up, but I like it like that. But anybody can make anything tasty. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I just I, think I you trust it a little more, right? Well, when you see the Chinese Mexican places, that's that's a little bit And that's a real me. New York thing. I don't see that anywhere else. Do you? No. No, but it's just Mexican food that tastes like Chinese food. Is that what it is? It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's funny. Hold on. People said that they like it, but I, I'm, I'm all set with that. I yeah, that worries me. But it's just like um, I feel like I don't know, dude. I just like want my shit to be like predictable. You know, predictable. Like I, I know what I'm getting. You know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I just don't want some fucking hippie white vegan dude making my tacos. I want him making my like hippie white vegan food. Yeah. But that's me. I don't know. I'll get picky about it. You got a nice little setup over there. You could walk and get your grub on and shit like that. You don't have that a lot in LA. Yeah, it's it's cool. We get a nice little you know neighborhood vibe over there with with Larchmont. You guys just like work in the studio and then just walk out and get some. Get yeah, some I mean, since I've been out here, I've just been um, I've just been working on new material the whole time. That's it. You're just like studio and then eat and sleep. Like you're not really partying and doing the networking thing right now is just creative shit not so much networking there's certain people that i've been working with um but yeah i haven't really been like out grinding you know i mean i haven't been like hitting the streets too hard um really just writing and i have people over my house all the time working is that because like this is like uh have you kind of designated this time as the creative time to work on the album or are you like generally like that and just let someone else kind of handle that Part of it. Um, yeah, I, I just really wanted to to work on a bunch of new music because you know my album is done, but we want to just like release singles for like a long time until we feel like it, the platform has been built to where I want to drop a big epic album. Oh man! Um, I actually my album was mixed and mastered, and then we kind of went back and we were like, you know what? Let's just do these singles. I didn't want to drop it and put all the work into it, and then and then what? You know what I mean? What, um, that's I mean yeah that's, I'm, I'm thinking single I'm in the single that seems like, like a lot of dudes are doing that move for a while and kind of I don't know drawing more attention which is funny in the you know the digital age the quality over quantity thought process doesn't seem to be everybody's but you 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 know what uh, well you're not wet behind the ears dude you're like a fucking you're a vet dude that that veteran uh, voice you're hearing on my podcast on Damaged Goods today is my man Brady Watt one hell of a fucking bass player the musician. No doubt. He's pretty much like the the go-to hip-hop bass dude right now, which is pretty awesome. Because uh, I've, I've known, we've known each other kind of for a while and uh, just like to see like all the different different dudes in the in hip-hop that you work with, but like not just from live shit, from studio shit. Mm-hmm. And then talking to me about your album and shit is like, I've never, I don't know any bass players that have done like an album where they're like the, they're the main focal point of it you know right right is that i mean am i making a wild assumption though like what do you is your album historically there are but they just they did it differently you know it it would be more of um you know for instance you know jacob stories he's he's my he's my hero he's the best bass player that ever lived and he had a solo album that he did um but that was and it was very like avant-garde and badass at the time um 
And so you can see the stuff that I'm doing now, and I do feel like it's similar to what they what he was doing back then in a way. But it's now it's 2018. You know, it's not the 80s. Yeah. Um, jazz fusion isn't like the hot thing. It's I do a fusion. <laughs> I do fusion, but it's fusion of different shit. What do you are you like? Are you writing all the music, or do you play? Do you play more than bass that I don't know about? Yeah, I play um like oh, bass, guitar. Drums like drum programming. So you're just a you motherfucking know? all-terrain savage. Yeah, I do. Well, bass is what I'm like really known for. That's what I'm really exceptional at. But I play everything good. I play everything good enough. You know. Yeah, I mean? that's dope, man. Yeah. So, are so you a writing? lot of those, it's all me on a lot. Damn, yeah, on right, a lot bro. of those. Shit. But then there's there's a lot of stuff. There'll be one other dude working on it. Um, my process in the studio is really like um, me jamming with. Um, different you know musicians and friends of mine and and just recording then we go back and i go back and chop it up as if i'm sampling like a record oh word yeah. all right so that's how like most that's of, how all that shit's so made. is it is the album like more of it's like a hip-hop theme that or a hip-hop like genre sort of more. man this like it's that like, sounded like the most uh dumbass way to ask that question on my behalf it's like um yeah, man, it's like it's it's a fusion of a lot of things, man. But I don't really consider though I'm signed to you know the greatest hip hop producer of all time, arguably. Oh, I don't necessarily who, who, need who, who, to who, who, dude, DJ you. Premier. Yeah, there you, know? you go. There you go. You gotta say that. I'm signed that. to Primo, and so people will probably be expecting certain things out of me. But the reality is, Primo signed me because he's a music head. Yeah, he's he a hip hop head. He he invented a lot of this shit, but he's a music head, and he sees me as a a dope musician guy. I'm a, I'm on a whole different path. Though my roots are in hip hop and jazz, what I'm doing is just new. So, it's new, dude. How did how did the? Because I've seen you rocking with Preem before, but how did the um the signage come up about? Um, man. So me and oh, I can tell the story of meeting Preem. I guess. Yeah, fucking tell. I'll Let's just do start it, at dude. the beginning, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Give the damaged goods listeners some fucking yeah, dude. This ear gems. It was um. Well, first off, we're we're from the Boston area. Mm-hmm. We're from New England, so. DJ Premier and Gangstar, if you're a certain type of dude, is ingrained in your DNA as um, sort of a hometown hero yeah. thing. Like, we love Gangstar, where we're from. Rest in peace, Guru. Yeah, rest in peace, Guru. It was his birthday the other day, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone's doing nice put little posts and playing the records on the radios and such. Yeah, dude. He's one of the best, man. I just really identified with him. Um, I feel like a lot of musicians, that uh, everyone always loved Dilla the best, yeah. which I also love Dilla. Yeah, like so much, too. but Primo was always my favorite producer. I definitely think in the East Coast too. Like that's a that's a pretty common thread. Yeah, for people from a certain era, Premier was the f- staple. Yeah, and his shit was musical, but it was hard. Oh, it's hard as and hell, I'm, dude. It was just his chops. The way he chops samples, man, made your neck move and shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, I just fucking love his shit. I always did, and um, you know, I always wanted to work with him, but he. Uh, I I never thought it would happen, but like a lot of other things in my life, it ended up happening. You know what I mean? And like I, I met him, um, one of his engineers and me were friends back in the day, um, and he really wanted us to meet. You this know, is what he's he at, knew uh, I was headquarters a, he was, studios. Right. This is before that was closed down, so he knew I was a super fan. He knew I'd really appreciate it, <laughs> so he brought me in there one Good day. Friend. Yeah, and then and then me and Preem just hit it off. We um. We talked about bass and jazz and, you know, just dope musical shit. We just had a really good conversation. And um, then I didn't see him for a few years, but he always remembered me. 
That's know? important. It made me that kind of impression on him, dude. Shit. Yeah, he just remembered me, and we had a good time. He was playing my bass. I had my bass with. with <laughs> I took a picture of him. Freaking, we were smoking a joint, and here's a picture of him smoking with my bass on, which I don't think I've ever posted it. Uh, yeah, that's like an album in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. inner like lining sleeve notes. <laughs> yeah, right. Liner notes. But I have, I have the photo. I have the photo. Um, and then I, you know, that was cool. And then when it came time, a Japanese promoter. Um, approached him about putting a band together for a run in Japan. For him to like DB with those, DJing with a band. band. Yeah. So they had a guarantee and they really wanted to make it happen. And they wanted to set him up with a bunch of famous jazz musicians around it. Um, one was Tuk- Takuya Kuroda, who's he's very famous in Japan, trumpet player. Oh, were? So they were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll put you with this bass player and da-da-da. And to this day, my current manager is like, Yo, Preem was like, nah, I, I got the bass player. So <laughs> Brady Watt's going to play the bass Hell on this yeah. game. So That's he remembered me from that one. He didn't even see me play, but I think he checked videos of me. Uh, and he he's, just like, he's a smart dude. He probably did his homework. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, nah, he, he knew I wasn't fucking around. And from the conversation we had and my admiration of him, he, he luckily remembered me. And then he, he hit me up, and I was so hyped. So dude, I, yeah, I can imagine. You almost probably didn't believe it at first. Oh no, it was, it was just ridiculous, man. Sick, dude. Like when he ran down, he called me personally. I remember sitting on the couch with uh with my little brother and um I got a call from DJ Premier. I was like, uh, whoa, oh shit. What's this about? You know, I hadn't talked to him in a few years. Picked up oh, and wow, then, it'd been that long. Yeah, it'd been Damn. a few years. And then he um basically ran down the whole situation i'm like dude this sounds like a dream like if you were to ask me what would be like the coolest shit you could do right now it would be this dude, yes let's go and then yeah. within a month i was in japan with them and uh we put the band together i got my man lady the ox reese on drums taku what uh like when he's going around it's it's all instrumental you guys are just rock instrumental shows yeah so he dj's and we we have like there's a lot that happens you know he's got so many classics too we touch on probably 30 songs in each set <whistles> crazy transitions horn arrangements mashups sometimes he's flying the whole track in sometimes he's flying the acapella in that, yeah i was going to ask about that. we we go through a whole gamut of styles and like oh, it's that's sick it's very. Uh, I'd like to. See, y'all don't do that in the states, or what's up? I want to see a show. No, yeah, we just did a tour. Oh fuck, man! Yeah, did dude. you come to LA? Um, yeah, we did the region. We fuck, fucking man, rocked that this? shit, bro. Last year. Oh, oh, I yeah. might have been on the road. Shit, I want to come see y'all. Yeah, we rocked it, man. That'd be a dope show to see, man. So, like, does he? Does he play? Like, he's playing off vinyl. He's or Serato. Where's he rocking? Serato, Pro, yeah. Word. Serato. And like, are you playing bass over bass in a track already? Some of them, yes. So I used to, I asked you this, right? I used to have a band. We did different shit. And sometimes we, depending on how many people we had in the, in the band available, we could play just straight off instruments. And sometimes it would be just drums, bass, guitar, and me. And we would use backing tracks that have like keys, synths, maybe layered like other guitars, mm-hmm. um, rocking through just so it could make it sound like we had five or six of us, like the way the track was made in the studio. Right. But there's only four of us, including me on vocals. And, you know... Ideally, we would have liked to have as many pieces as you can to make it sound as organic. It's tough, you know, especially if you're riding around in vans, touring and shit like that, more money for hotels, more space in the van. So we would use that as a way, and like a lot of bands do that. A lot of mm-hmm. bands, you have drum triggers, different backing tracks. Not everybody likes to use that as a musician, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, you're not, 
I don't know, you just feel like it's not just you doing it. Did you, is, how is that playing bass over bass? For that particular project, it's good because there's also not a keyboard player. Like, it's only horns, bass, and drums. Mm. And I'm a real, like, purist with my bass playing. Like, uh, there's just, like, a certain way to do DJ premier Beats. Like uh, my bass playing was very influenced by his production. Oh, Although he's not bass a bass lines you would player. lay down the beats. Yeah, That's dope. the feel and everything. A lot of my my feel is, um, and it's it's derived from that. You know, him, uh, hip hop and jazz and all this stuff. But that's that's kind of a lot of my style. So it works. It works with that type of stuff. Also, I'm not like dancing all over the place. Like it's yeah, it's super tight and. I want to do the track justice. I don't want to be like dicking around all over the Deviating track. Deviating from the original impression. Yeah, like yet. it's a little bit of it. There's, I do that. I do it sparingly and in, in a certain way. Same as the drummer. He's a hip hop head like me. There's a lot of musicians. They're good musicians, but they didn't grow up like us. And they don't you, know how to play it to make it sound. You like gotta it, live right? hip hop. Like that's the people ask me about it. And I'm like, dude, it's because of how I grew up. Yeah. It's because of who you I know am. What? That's why I can play it well. You make a good point there because I've I've met a lot of musicians. <clears throat> Who will like try to play some hip hop shit, and they and think just, they're doing it, it right? It just but doesn't not. capture it with like. Then there's musicians who grew up like yourself with it, and it just it comes naturally. It sounds so much better, especially with like the drummers and the bass. Uh, right. You know, keeping you know you're playing the tight chops of samples live. You'll be playing it. Just you got to be locked in. You got to be super tight. The bassist and the drummer together. Yeah. You know, and some guys who are sick at like even jazz musicians are. Rock, some dudes, it just doesn't translate over, you know? Yeah, a lot of jazz musicians are, like, fucking terrible at hip-hop. Too because loose. They don't, they don't really understand the art form. They can listen to it and transcribe it, and they think that they have it together, but they don't. Yeah. Um, one of the main things is with the drums, the kick pattern has to remain yeah. the same. Yeah, you don't and that's hard for a lot that. of drummers to, to stay to do. That's the main key, man. Like, yeah. In, like, my boy Lenny, like, he just, like, he fucking just Boxing. nails it. And he, but he, and he does a lot. He adds a lot, but he, the kick pattern especially is is solid. Mm. His dynamics oh. are solid throughout. You, know? you ever play anything else on stage besides the bass? Yeah, I mean, with my solo project, I perform on the Ableton Push. Oh, so I, I'll have bitch. the push and, and the bass on stage. This motherfucker is a as a as a every man of the twenty first century, dude. Look at yeah. you, man. Yeah, thank God, man. I've had to, I've had to I've had to adopt a lot of things. So, uh, what what is the album like? Um, in, is it for vocals and shit? Like, are you just getting different singers and MCs on shit? Is it instrumental? Like, are you fucking surprising me and doing vocals on there too? You do everything else. I've done this, you know, I've done a good amount of background vocals on there. Um, a lot of time it's stemmed from me kicking the melodic ideas to whatever songwriter yeah. I'm working with and then we end up keeping it. Because um, I'm, I'm big into like vocal producing. You know, I'm, yeah. I work with songwriters. I've done that a lot myself for other people. It's very fun. Yeah, like getting it, really range. getting vocals right. Yeah, you know, and getting harmonies. I really enjoy doing that. Um, that's it's one of my strengths. Uh, on the on the record, there's a lot of it's a lot of feature records. Like it's like um, just featuring different people that I'm that I'm working with. Some of them are really well known. Some of them aren't well known at all. I personally don't even care. Who is some of the artists you got on there? Well known or not well known? Either way. Um, well, so far I can't even give away the uh, yeah, yeah. after. Well, of course. But what you can hear now because there's four singles out right now, off the new album, um, or off the new run of music. I don't even know if I should really say album. If it's gonna make the cut. Yeah, well, like we're you know we're just we're doing singles once every two one or two months. So. Um, 
you know, the first one was featuring Michael Christmas, who's from oh, Boston. Yeah, yeah, Boston. Michael Christmas. Michael Christmas is my boy, me and his manager. Yeah, real Tim. Tight. Tim's the homie. Tim was on the podcast a couple really? months ago. Tim LaRue and him and uh, my man Jeremy Corrales and Malcolm Gray were all on. We oh, had a good I know Malcolm, too. Yeah, those are all my homies. They're, those who's been on the podcast a couple times, and Tim came nice. through for one. So, yeah, shout out to Tim. Shout out to Tim. I was, with, I was with him the other day. He oh, visited nice. me up in Malibu. He's like a close friend of mine. Uh, I suppose that Tim's good people, man. Yeah. yeah. Tim's good dude. Yeah, he's. we're like friends like out, even outside yeah. of Life shit. music. We're Life just, shit, not yeah, music shit. That's nice when that happens, right? When it translates over outside of the music business and shit. Yeah, dude. He's, good he's shit. a cool-ass dude. Smart dude, bro. So you got Michael Christmas to, on? I try to surround That's myself dope. with people, people like that. that. You know? Yeah, man. Good-ass dude. Christmas is the man. We did that record up in Malibu, the place I was telling you about. Nice. So that was the first one. Second one was featuring uh, Cliff Light, who's this like really dope indie rock band. It's kind of obscure, and I'm a fan of them. That's tight. And uh, featuring their lead singer, and that right. that one got a lot of traction on the internet. There, I think it's cool. Like, I mean, getting to see like people's influences or shit they're a fan of show up on the album, like being a fan of that band or whatever for you. Getting to right. like work with them, and that's like a personal kind of yeah goal, i mean you know? i'm a collaborator man i'm a good collaborator uh i never really desired to just be out there by myself um i'm good at like combining energy with with uh other artists which was what a producer should should be doing yeah. you know uh once you get in the room with somebody it's different than sending beats to people over the internet yeah that shit's mad artificial and you can feel it in the music too mm-hmm. i mean sometimes it's probably seamless but it definitely has a whole different feel when you cook it up together from right. scratch and that's what Preem has always done. Yeah, he's, you know, he likes to cook in the studio. He's, huh? like, he's like, you should really just just do, um, you know, have these people over because then you're going to have, you know, your energy combined with them and then that's it. If it worked out that day, dope. Yeah. If not, with that, This spot up at Malibu was like a studio crib you were in? Yeah, it was a few years ago. It was, um, what was there? It was 2015. So that was right when my first album dropped. I had um I was living up in Harlem and you know a lot of people know that uh, I'm I'm a Harlem dude I've been up there for a long time I was living in this crib that my boy's parents owned since back in the day is massive uh, brownstone brownstone yeah that's the brownstone sessions that's where I get it from and uh, there was no heat in there but I had nice. I had a, a <laughs> mansion in on 137th Street but that was the one con was there was there was no heat yeah. So I lived for a couple winters with no heat, with just space heaters. What, why did they? Was it like you couldn't have heat there? It costs like mad G's because it was such an old crib. It was built oh, in 1900. Yeah, they were gonna have to gut the entire heat system. It was the heat system was just completely fucked, oh. and they didn't really have the money to space heaters made more sense. Right, but the, so the house was just sitting there, and I was like, "Yo, can I like move in there?" Because I'm like, yeah. you know. As a, as a musician in New York, yeah, bro, it's, it's really hard. It's New York is really dog. expensive. It's so. fucking expensive. Yeah, so I try to keep my overhead low, man. <sighs> Dude, you have to. You got to pay for a studio time and mixing and mastering your own album. That's just not cheap. Right, and I saw this house, and I'm like, dude, I could set up a studio in there and just like live up in there. Like, mm. What's good? You, you guys need a little extra money? So I was just paying them some cash every month. I was paying them very little amount of money, <laughs> and I was just living a, in this fucking massive, pretty much ab- abandoned mansion on squatting. 137th Street, yeah, squatting. Yes, we had electricity, yeah, and we installed water? we installed a uh, a hot water heater that yeah, I, I was got. Gonna say, how do you shower, dude? Was it cold as fuck? My friends, this same family, they uh, they're involved with the National Black Theater, who I'm also involved with. And some reason they had like a extra water heater there because they own that whole block, and mm. there's all types of shit going on in that building. And we installed it in the brownstone, so we so I had hot water. Yeah, dude. 
That shit's fucking. But that's why I started moving to Malibu because the oh, winter got so yeah. fucking cold. It's brutal. And I'm like, dude, I'm out of here. I gotta get out of here. So I just bought a ticket out west to um, yeah. And I saw there's this chick that I was friends with from from college. And I reached out because I saw her on our inst- on our uh, Facebook. I'm like, damn, what's this place she's living in? I was just checking in on her, saying what's up. And she's like, yeah, you know, they rent out rooms. Like maybe ask and see what's good. Like maybe you can move in here or whatever because she knew I was trying to relocate to L.A. for the winter and it ended up working out. Dude, that's sick. I thought you said you were six girls in there, just one? Oh, no, she was one of, yeah, uh, it was six of, yeah, girls. Six. Yeah. I don't know, I was going to say how much music work you were able to get me. done if you lived in, if I was a single man living in a mansion in Malibu with six girls, it would be tough, dude, to like get work done. Yeah, you know you what, though? Molly it was out weird. of some girl's butthole on Tuesday when you're supposed to be writing bass lines. I mean, Molly was done there, yeah, for oh, sure. A lot I mean, of I would, crazy I'd parties actually end up, up surfing more than licking Molly out of buttholes up there because it's right near all, like, I mean, I was just up there today surfing and shit. But it is, it is pretty serene up there for music, so I imagine you got real Real good creative shit, though. Oh, dude, yeah, Getting that's that all zone. I was doing. And yeah, all the tricks up there. It was, it was, um, it was a platonic situation. I oh. was in a relationship. Platon- oh, you were a oh, lot of wait, them. Your were, relationship was in the in the. Malibu I was in a relationship with someone in New York. So some very trusting soul very back trusting, home yeah. was like, "Yeah, it's all good. My boyfriend could live in this mansion in Malibu with six. I women. personally, when I have a girlfriend, just don't cheat on him at all. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like the insecurities that must have arisen. God, she is one strong. I don't know what soul. it is, man. It's she's like, a strong person. Yeah, yeah. Props to her. But, That's but, fucking. I couldn't I mean, do that. I couldn't have like my girlfriend go live in a mansion three thousand miles away with six dudes yeah that i didn't know not. if i knew him maybe definitely not but i'm insecure so far <laughs> i'm open to it that shit would drive me nuts my Dude, girl would I'm, not let that happen oh she would not let me do that even really? if it was down the street no way if i was six girls she's not gonna let me do that chop my fucking head off dude i'm just like i'm the type of dude that i'm i'm so fucking bad at lying i'm super straightforward dude i'm a boston motherfucker like just yeah. like i'm just that's good you, then. what you see is what you get so when i'm in a relationship how very East i Coast can't it would just it would fuck everything up. Yeah. I'd feel guilty, so I just don't do it personally. There you, there you go. I know you know people. Everyone else can do whatever they want. Me personally, yeah. I can't. I can't do that. Yeah, I bet your friends like coming over though. Your boys like to visit the house. Right? Yeah, no, we had crazy parties. We had this one night. Kaylani and all of her friends came out. Oh, dude, like, next, just why don't you like move in there? Why don't you move back in there? Start throwing some parties. We'll hang out. Dude, I want to buy that place one day, Shit, man. I don't, man. They don't live there anymore. Oh, I say we go there. There, I'll get. I'll sleep on the couch. I'll teach you how to surf. We'll fucking hang out. <laughs> That's funny that you know that spot, Neptune's Net, right up there. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a seafood restaurant right on the PCH in California. That actually, parts of uh, Point Break were filmed right there and shit. Like where he goes and gets like a f- plate of fried shrimp and shit. And that's that. So that's what the old layout of that place was. And right. Uh, it's nice. I was up there, dude. It's fucking freezing this morning up there, dude. Was, was it? Fucking. We got it. We didn't get into the water till like eight o'clock. Uh, and it was it was like overcast. You know how like in L.A., especially when you're up in Malibu, it'll be fucking foggy and overcast in the morning, and that shit doesn't burn off maybe until like eleven or twelve. It gets and it was like drizzling. There, yeah. Even in the water, and it was fucking freezing, dude. Really? But uh, then like, the second I drove back into L.A., it was fucking hot as fuck, yeah, you know, yeah. taking my sweatshirt off in the car. It's totally colder out there. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I was surfing yesterday, and the, uh, it was still pitch black when I got to the beach, and it was fucking freezing, you know? And then you, I got out of the water, and it was like fucking toasty warm, dude. It was nice yesterday. Mm. Love that shit, man. I love it. Do you feel like, I don't know, some people get affected by the weather, me, a lot. Does it affect your creativity? Yeah, I can withstand the cold. I just would rather not be in it. You know, it's like if at this point in my life, it's like, well, I can just, you know, 
go out west for a few months, man. You know what I mean? And not deal with this horse shit because everyone's yeah. depressed in New York. I'm not really gigging in New York. I don't need to be there in the winter. Mm. Business slows down. I'd rather come out here and work my yeah. do, do my thing out here. I might as well. I still though like I like well when I used to write music and shit. I like to write and do shit in the sun or in the windows open and shit. When it came time to recording, man, I didn't want to see any sunlight. Even if it was noontime, I, I wanted, like, we'd go outside and, and chill and get some fresh air, but in the studio, I wanted mm. to, like, not know what time it was. Oh, you okay. Know? Yeah. Like, casino in Vegas, like, no fucking clocks, no windows, right. fresh air pumped in through oxygen. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I, I don't know. I don't really um, have a preference with that. Oh. That's cool, too, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> e- either one is fine for me. Either one is what, fine um, for me. You, I know you used to do a lot of shit with ski beats and shit. Do you yep. do you still rock with them? What's is the, the sense? Yeah, of he's still a, a thing? close friend of mine, man. Um, you know, we he, we always he always keeps tabs on me, make sure Word. I'm good. Ski beats Likewise. is a beast of a producer, man. Yeah, he's dope. I mean, he was touring with um, with Mob Deep heavy for the last few years, right really? up until Prodigy. I didn't know that. Well, it was he was his DJ. Oh, word? Yeah, that was his gig. He just funny like, like I've I've played I've opened for like Mob Deep and Prodigy solo back in the day. I don't know who was the it wasn't it, this is obviously like last five years or so. Yeah, this is like Yeah, this is probably two thousand eleven, two thousand ten. Yeah. No, he started doing it heavy probably two thousand fourteen. Yeah, he's, they were on tour for like ever. So he was just kind of doing that. Um I know he's back in the studio working on some new stuff. Uh He's a smart dude. The, the the dope thing about him was, you know, I treated all that, all the Dame Dash era, all that stuff. That was like my internship, you know. Um, even though I was very well qualified, much more so than an intern, I didn't make much money over there. What were you doing? Like, were you you were just like I thought you just were making like working on his beats and shit and playing. yeah. Oh, okay. But we had so many. So Dame had the the, the dojo, the label, and we were just in there working with every artist because we were so hot. Like there was yeah. just people in and out. From Freddie Gibbs yeah, to Erica Badu to most deaf. I was the musical director for that. I was a young ass dude and I was just happy awesome. to be up in there, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you soaked up a lot of fucking game. Because we were doing shows and recording, like, dude, like every Yeah, that day. spot that was a dope place. Tell people for who people don't know what this place was in New York. Tell them what that space was. Um, DD one seventy two. It was uh Dame Dame Dash, he is this post Rockefeller. Yeah. This is Blue Rock. This is around uh, when you saw him on the internet with the Black Keys a lot, most deaf during that era. Um, He had a building in Tribeca that he somehow acquired and just turned it into a creative space where it was like like the richest neighborhood in New York. And then it was just us. It was all these rappers and like hipsters and like. It was just like all these motherfuckers, artists, visual yeah, artists. It was always great little parties. It was on. the place to be. We had the place to be for a while. Like everyone was on our on our jock, you know what I mean? Um, so I learned a lot. I learned a lot during that time period in all the areas of music business. I learned I was sitting next to Ski for years, so I that's how I got nice at drum programming, man. Like a word. You know, from mainly from him. Like I mean, that's a great dude to fucking learn from. Oh, he's he's fucking yeah. sick. And Ableton, he uses Ableton, so yeah. I got like super ill at Ableton. Ableton's the move now. My yeah. boys, I got no people who just just make beats in Ableton now too, because he can just yeah. kill it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all I have. I mean, that's that's what I've used for twelve years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've been on Ableton for twelve years, dude. You're ahead of the game. You're it's, fucking. It's you're shit. a sharp dude, though. I didn't. Even, I tried to, bro. I didn't I know. I didn't even know all these these other aspects of your creative talents and shit outside the realm of just crushing it on bass. Yep. But hey, man, that's fucking. 
that's a good way for you to be able to like just do these projects. Like, I mean, I'm sure it makes like everything you're doing with the, this new album easier and shit. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm. I mean, this is the thing is I got known. I got. I'm a well-known bass player, but I've been producing for since I was about 20. Like I've done 10, 20,000 hours on producing, and then like 10, 20, 30 on bass. Mm individually like i don't there's a lot of cats are like oh yeah I'm, a lot of musicians are like yeah i'm a producer yeah they're not really a producer they kind of do it like i do this shit all day all day every that's like, day that's i'm so, working two full-time jobs yeah, i was gonna ask like what do you do when you're not in the when you're not in the studio and you're not on stage what do you what does brady Wide do to like I don't know, sometimes get your mind off of it so you can put it back on more focus like what are your non-musical endeavors are you just I mean, straight I'm up super always- into like Super into spirituality, meditation. Oh, you know? dude, you're in LA. It's perfect, dude. Right, right. You can go to a yoga class after this if you want. Ganja yoga class. Yo, by the way, if you're not going to LA yoga classes and you're a single man, you're, you're fucking up. <laughs> See, I knew there was You're a- out of your mind. Dude, my homegirl who was uh, on the podcast two weeks ago, uh, she does like a ganja. It's like a cannabis-inspired yoga class. Brilliant. You should go to her. I do that, like, anyway, but on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do yoga alone. I need to to be in a class to be disciplined to do it and I still it's tough yeah yeah it was fucking tough yeah but that's like I've so been you, doing it for a long time I mean some it, more so than right well no that's Russell Simmons being all in the yoga shit I've been in yoga classes with Russell Simmons <laughs> but I'm, I'm not a hardcore yoga guy I do yoga probably once or twice a week but I'm really just into like meditation and like yeah yeah just overall spirituality I spend a lot of time on my mind man making sure my mind is right dude like <sighs> you fucking energy. sound investment dude what a you know, what a shocking thing. Well, people do. were asking me, they saw me in Malibu last week. I rented a spot and they were like, what are you working on? What are you working on? And I was like, I was meditating for like three, four hours a day. That's so And Ill. just like chilling. I think a lot about what my next moves are. I'll listen to the music that I have. What do you listen to from meditating? Um, well, I'm, I'm saying like I'll listen to oh, all these songs I have in progress and decide what my next move is on them. A lot what kind of, of meditation do you do like on your own? Um... Like- it depends on like what I'm trying to do. Are you, do you ever do like guided shit, like listen to something? Yeah, a lot yeah. of those. Yeah, that's the only kind a lot of stuff that's really stuff. successful for me. Yeah, um, I have a hard time focusing, like just zoning out like that. A lot of time, like in nature, I'll just like sit. Like I really love the beach. I'll sit out by the beach by myself, like out in the middle of fucking nowhere for hours, man, and just let the waves come in and out and just let go of of everything. You know, yeah, that's so good. That's one of the best things to do. Yeah, how did how did you get into that? I just like probably when I was about twenty, I I um, and it was kind of it kind of became cool later on to be that type of dude. But I just needed it. Like something in my mind was like, "Yo, you need to like really like read into Buddhism and all this." It always called to me so since Buddhism I was a kid. Is, is a thing that you've been yeah, doing? I'm I'm not like a Buddhist, but like I've learned so much from Buddhist teaching. I learned from all of this stuff. But I went to a Buddhist meditation thing recently. I have my, one of my best friends who I was surfing with this morning. He's like a Buddhist. Yeah. So we, I've gone to that shit with him before. Um, and it was, it was one of the few times it was, I could meditate. It was a guided one. It was really, it just really worked. Yeah. That's, it's ill. I don't know. It's a hard thing. Like you said, it was a cool thing to be that kind of guy, but to act, I think like to actually do it is harder than, than just portraying the image. And that's always been hard for me to like, always get into it, you know, and I, I, I mean, I definitely see how people benefit from it, but it's always interesting to me how each person really gets into it 
and find like sometimes it's like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a crazy experience or something but you just you just knew you needed meditation or you knew you needed what like clarity focus yeah um i just felt like that's what i needed to get to the next level in my playing and in creating and stuff like that mm. and like the, the type of stuff i do is like super high stakes and like being on stage playing at that level with the yeah. with the Can't people i play with like they're the best people in the world man you know what i mean so like in order to be around that and for that to be um, working in my life, my mind has to be operating on that level. And I have to be able to like really be in the moment, focus on my breath, go on stage and, and crush it. Like, yeah. Dude, it's just been, it would take me a while to explain all of it, man. But it's like, it's essential. Meditation is essential in my life. And it's the only reason why I'm able to do this shit. You like meditate before you go into the studio or in the middle of A lot of, of time, yeah. Yeah. A lot of time. I definitely like... Before I used to hit the stage, either alone or with my band or whatever, I would I would make sure I gave myself at least like 10, 15 minutes where I wasn't interacting with anybody and I'd yeah. be backstage. Or if it was just the band, just that we would be interacting. Maybe I know it might sound wild, like we would say prayers and shit or mm. something like that. And uh, I would just do different things to kind of, I don't know, get, like you were saying, just kind of get my mind ready for what I was about to do. Yeah. And uh, I mean, once I, I hit stage, I always... I found like a strange meditation in, in performing in it, on stage. Yeah. I'm sure you do too. A lot yeah, of people yeah. do. You kind of get lost and you're in this intense moment of focus. Um, but like clearing my mind of the other shit first was important, you yeah. know? Uh, and I do that a lot of times before I, I write sometimes. Unless it's the shit I want to write about. Like I will intentionally kind of think of things that are painful yeah. or, or that relate to the story I'm trying to write to kind of conjure up those emotions so they come out in my in my words you know yeah yeah like feel that sometimes when i was recording i would do that too like think about uh something about what i was like rapping or singing about to to make sure i could you know capture that feeling in my voice you know mm, yeah like sometimes like you know step into that realm you know actors like they do the me- i was always into method actors you know dudes who really get into the role yeah like if their characters in a wheelchair they go in a wheelchair for days you know shit like that yeah i was like impressed by those motherfuckers fuck yeah man that's the shit I like. I hear in this, like, even musicians will do shit like that. People get in the zone, you know, and just like, I don't know. I, I always admire that, like, level of dedication to your artistry. Oh, yeah. That's why it's you're the only that. way, man. It's the only so, way. Uh, can I ask, is, is Premiere making an appearance on the album? Don't want um, is, is that something we can't talk about? Yeah, you familiar? know what? Yeah, none of that. Uh, I'll call you. None of that's up. But yeah, you can, you can expect plenty. So, it's plenty. on his label or what? Yeah, I'm signed to his. What's label. It, what, what's, what is it now? I don't. TTT. TTT. What's to the top? Like to the. You know, the, oh, you know <laughs> work. Like, I want to be on Tidal. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Are you like? Are you the first like? I don't want to say like hip hop bass player album. Uh, you know, do you know what's the word of what I'm trying to say? Like, it's a. It's not just a hip hop album, but like you're like. I mean, I personally don't know of anyone that's doing. That's what I'm saying. Doing. I don't know either. You know what I mean? And some people would be like, oh, you know, but nah. Yeah. It, the way that I'm doing yeah. there isn't, yeah. man. My man's a fucking pile fucking near, dude. Well, uh, you know, I, I came in to tackle this shit, man. I work with the biggest producers dude, in the you world. you have such a fucking confident attitude, I got to say, right? That's very impressive. I, like I mean, dude, if, if you ain't get the confidence, man, you yeah. get knocked off. Like, it's that meditation shit, I feel like. You're like yeah. Not in a cocky way either, just like a real clear you got this clear ass fucking like sound of what you're saying right now that's very motivating thanks dude Maybe thank you want to go do some fucking work right now <laughs> hell yeah it's either that or an iced coffee probably both that's my third one today dude really i'm Not on my number third two. iced coffee but third coffee it's number two i'm pretty i'm pretty uh yeah. buzzing right that's now, my right? cutoff though that's my last one dude and plus right. it makes me otherwise you'd like be up all fucking night yeah yeah well you can be you can be like making music all night and shit man 
Yeah. I mean, unless you go to a crazy party in Malibu or some shit. But, yeah. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? I have a, I have a, I have a week left here and, um, I want to, I want to go hard this week though and get a lot of shit what? done. Yeah, dude. You got to get some sun, man. You almost, you're apparently, you're making me look dark. You're like, I don't know how, man. Shit, I was Cali's at the beach sun. all last week, man. Yeah, yeah. I do. I put a lot of sunblock on my ass anyway, dude. I'm not trying to get skin Irish, cancer. Irish. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Yeah, I'm half Irish. I get the pale. Freckly. You're from the West Indies. I grew up right? there. Yeah, yeah. Originally, Neva. That's the island. Uh, that's the map of the island right there. From where? Nevis and St. Kitts. It's like <clears throat> it's in the West Indies, in the Caribbean, near Trinidad. My drummer's Barbados. from St. Kitts, man. What? Lenny the Ox Reese is from St. Kitts, bro. So like St. Kitts and Nevis are like sister islands. They're across from each other. Nevis is like the smaller of the two. That's the one I grew up on. So I, I to know somebody on St. Kitts would be harder for me. It's like okay, yeah. bigger one. But I mean, I do know people from His there. His passport's from there and everything. That's dope, dude. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I'll introduce you guys. Yeah, man. He's that's in New super York. Ill. Is he back in New York? He's in New York, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one thing I miss is the West Indian culture right here. There isn't I know, a man. real big I miss West the Indian population. food and the people, yeah. There's a, a West Indian place really around the corner from here. It's, it's yeah. not much to write home about. I cook more of it than going out around here for the West Indian food. Yeah. Not a lot of great reggae nights either, but... Yeah. You know, one good one, but that's it, man. So I miss that shit. When I go back to the East Coast, New York, Boston, I love, I love being around that. I miss that out here. Totally, man. Yeah, man. Totally. You, ever, you fucking play reggae ever? Play yeah, well, I've spent like seven years of my life with Jamaican girls. You know, oh, what yeah, I'm saying? There you so, go. like <laughs> as yeah. far as my two long relationships were with there you go. Jamaican women. So Jamaican girls are great times. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love, I love, um, I just am involved in that culture yeah. from that. You know, and, and musically, yeah, yeah, totally. Growing up, I was huge into reggae. Hell yeah, dude. It's the shit. It's very fun. I fucking, I like, um, I used to like going to like reggae nights in Brooklyn. There was a pl- like a bunch of places. I'm fucking trying to blank on the name of this one spot, man. I'm, it doesn't matter. Like Nostrand Avenue type shit? No, or? it wasn't on Nostrand. I want to say it was on Washington, hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken. And they would do like a lot of reggae nights. It wasn't like as way up in Crown Heights as that. It was like on the edge of like, Crown Heights and some other neighborhood that they started changing the name to. Yeah, yeah. Whenever they change the name of a neighborhood, it's a gentrification thing. Like East Williamsburg is not really that's Bushwick. That's right, just the right. way those motherfucking real estate people can get you get your pockets. Man. Right, right. Yeah, we were we were talking Brady and I were talking about the, even Prospect Heights is a new. That's name. the neighborhood I was thinking of. Crown Heights and Prospect Heights yeah, wasn't always name. Prospect Heights. I think yeah, that's a made up name or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's the edge of Crown Heights that got gentrified first. That's on that's Washington. Where I was living there. when I first moved to New York. Yeah, there's a club that I used to go to. They used to do dope reggae nights. They'd do like old '90s dance hall and then new age shit. Out here, you'll hear like the same mix. It'll be the same songs every time. So you go once a month, that's more than you need to go because you can hear the same shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I go to a lot less uh, I go to a lot less music events now because I work at work at so many and I've performed at so many shows and then I work for so many shows to go as a fan, even to like loud clubs and see live music, it depends who it is or what it's for, you know? Yeah. Some small chill jazz or some soul shit down, but like big shows unless I'm really into the artist or I know them, I don't go a lot. Yeah, I'm on that nowadays yeah. too. You might Sometimes I feel bad, but it's like no, like you know, this is this is how it is. You go to the shows that you're getting paid to yeah. be at, you know. But like you said, unless there's certain bands that I really want to see, man. Like yeah. I need to see. Uh, what do you need to see? And I need to do this this year because um, they're gonna die. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not, too, not like, joking, but that's real. Yeah, no, like you have to Once go Prince see died, Stevie Wonder. Once think about that. You have to see Stevie Wonder. I luckily saw Prince. Dude, you want to hear a crazy Stevie Wonder story? So back in, before I lived in Nevis, we lived in this other island called Montserrat. 
in the West Indies before I was even born. My father owned like a nightclub bar restaurant mm. spot and there was like a lot of live music always famous musicians from the states were recording in that island because it was a very famous studio um and so anyway like dudes would come in like stevie wonder it was one of them. we have mad pictures of stevie chilling oh, at the crib isn't that my father has wow. like he was playing for me recently it's like a, a like a, a basically stevie wonder live at his club like a fucking hour and a half set live that he recorded back in the 70s late 70s yeah. and shit but like i was listening to it the other day it's super dope that's crazy yeah, so crazy. does he have it and it's unreleased yeah he just, like, he just has has been it had it his whole life yeah what doesn't do it. i mean he could have boot should have boot like that would they shit. cut it to vinyl or I something know. i mean he just got it on like cds and like hard drives and right. shit but yeah that would be the shit i mean it's like it's a live recording that wasn't like well live recorded back, yeah, yeah. For back then but it's still dope but yeah stevie's the shit man i would love to see stevie one a lot yeah gotta do that this year i want to see i need to make sure i see arcade fire i want to see them yeah um 1975 is one of my favorite newer bands i need mm. to see them lord huron i need to go see lord huron's dope um stuff like that like as far as performance wise like i'm more into going to like the rock shows you know what i mean yeah, let's be yeah. real it's more of a it's more of a show yeah. yeah, like the hip hop stuff is like a turn up and shit like that. And yeah. there's certain artists, like I would love to see Kendrick, but I've seen Kendrick a few times in different um like different stages of his career. Like, mm. you know, so oh, that's shit. cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I I like going I'm older now, so unless it's like a real small like if I, I went and saw Jay Electronica uh, a couple months ago and that was like a show that I don't it's a small show. I don't mind standing in the crowd and vibing out. But I'm a little older, dude. I wanna sit down. And watch like these dope artists and shit. Like I don't need to be running around in the motherfucking shit jammed up. Like nuts yeah, in the crowd nowadays is a little bit like yeah, rock. dude. And like I mean I don't know. Like I, yeah, I like I took my mom to see Steely Dan at the Hollywood Bowl. Like I'll go to nice. those kind of shows. I went to that tour too, the last oh, dude, one. So good. Yeah, yeah, right before Walter died. Yeah, I know, and that's why I'm like super glad I caught that. Man. Right. You I know? brought my dad, dude. My boy saw Tom Petty like two days before he died too, and I wanted to see Tom Petty. Fuck man, yeah. After the Hollywood Bowl. Game, yeah, man. exactly. It was like two days after that. Shit, man, and that's like motherfuckers are dropping dead. I'm trying to see some of these guys before they're gone. Because you got to. I'll, I'll be regretting because there's not enough new shit always to get me hyped to get me out there. It's important to yeah, to see those people so that you, you know, they're just not going to be here forever. Especially man. if you looked up to them and loved their music, and like, oh man, I don't know, it's something about seeing it live. It's great, mm-hmm. you know. It's the sh- I, I really got pissed that I never saw Prince. Like, uh, dude, I saw Prince. Um, and it wasn't even Prince, like with his his whole gig. The, the night I saw Prince, I was performing in the Village, and I went to this jam session at the Village Underground down the street, where you know the musicians go hang out afterwards. There's probably about forty people there, and I go in, and fucking Prince was on stage playing guitar. What he played funny. all night with the house band and didn't even sing. He was just ripping guitar solos, and I was sitting oh, right. I was sitting in front of him like this, dude. dude. What the this fuck? was in like 2012. Oh my god! And he was hanging out, laughing, talking shit, being just a Man, cool motherfucker, bro. That's inc- like those are the kind of experiences you, you gotta be so thankful for. I would have yeah, really loved to see that dude. I will never forget that, and I still remember just the way he looked walking around, and he was just being so gracious and cool. Oh shit! Yeah, dude. What was your? He just got done doing um, MSG or something oh, crazy, what? and then came to the little oh, club that night. Yeah, like. A, Fucking just to have fun. The wall. Yeah, just dude. to have fun. That was dude. his hang after the gig. Oh man, that's so ill. Some dudes are probably just partying backstage. That motherfucker went and just jammed somewhere. Mm-hmm. What's uh, your favorite like live show you've ever seen? You show not I've that you performed seen. in something yeah, that you saw um, as a fan. Man, the last D'Angelo tour was was stupid. Yeah, where'd you see him at? That was in New Jersey. In the where where the uh, in Newark at the his sound. I work with the guy that mixes D'Angelo's records, and he. 
they had a bunch of open tickets because they're playing somewhere random in, in New Jersey, and they actually chartered a bus for us and like a whole oh, bunch of dope. New York cats to come go to the show in New Jersey because I was out of town for the Four Sills one. I was pissed about that. But then um, they were like, yeah, you know, come down. We'll take care of everybody. And then we had this awesome night. Oh, no, no, just yeah, keep it close oh. to you. There you go. We had this like awesome night and um, it was that was one of the best shows I've ever Sick, seen. Dude, I bet, man. Oh, he was man. on point. D'Angelo was super on point, dude. Yeah, dude. I heard his last tour was pretty ill. Yeah. I heard it was pretty ill. That's pretty good. Movie. That was one of the best shows. I mean, the, dude, there's been so many. It's, yeah. It's like it's crazy. Like I like to like think back over like all the, all the concerts I see and think about the ones that like stand at the most and the best ones and shit. And um, I, it's like I want to have more of those too, but most of them. I'm trying to think of the last one that was like I saw that I was like that was one of the best. Probably has been a couple years. Yeah. yeah. Like my top five, none of them were in the last two years. Yeah. yeah. What What are your What are the? I mean, I know my probably the best show I ever saw was Roger Waters of Pink Floyd doing The Wall at Fenway Park, and I was alone on Mushrooms. Wow. And that was incredible. Like, it just made the whole thing come together. It was just, the production of that live show was as insane as it was. But mm. to see it at a place I grew up, like, watching baseball at, in, like, tripping out alone, it was just fucking crazy. Um, this band, this, like, super band, Gangs, that was around a few years ago, it was, like, Bonnie Vare, Polisa, uh, a couple of different bands, like, together. And they made one album, and it was like 30-person band. And I was in South by Southwest, and I had a show a couple nights, and the one night I had no shows. And they were playing, and I was like, fuck, i got to go. And nobody wanted to go because no one really knew who these dudes were. So I went alone, and it was in this venue in, in Austin that I've only seen one show there. It was a weird place, man. I, it, it was like outdoor stage, but it's, it's covered, and it's ele- elevated. And the crowd had different spaces. There was like a floor. There's a balcony over here, an uneven balcony. Like all these weird different seating and standing arrangements. I know the one. I know yeah, which one I, you're talking about. I can't about. think of the name of it, dude. I know exactly where you're but, talking about. Uh, we performed there. Oh, so it was, it's not that big, but it's big. It's big, but it's like... It's with the wooden panels and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so, dude, I saw this like 30-person band there. That's one of the best And spots. they did their album in the in the order of the of the actual album. I was mm. kind of like, that was fun. Yeah, that's cool. I saw the Roots back Erica Badu at Radio City Music Hall. That was dope. Mm. I don't know. I've seen some other good ones uh, over the days, but those are some of my favorite ones. That's like stand out, you know. Hell yeah, you know. But it's it's like a, I I want to fucking go to some more concerts, but I just got to find some that are, are. I'm gonna be going on tour working, but there's a Doobie Brothers. Oh, I'm going to the Eagles this oh, year. Oh, what is the it? Eagles, the one with the dude. Eagles? Where was that? Oh, I haven't gone yet, but oh. I'm going this year. Wait, who's playing with them? It's just them. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just them. They're on some massive tour right now. I'm friends with uh, one of the the, the cellists and the. God damn plan. it! That's Brady got good taste in music. I like. I would go to that. I think there's like a Doobie Brothers. And somebody else touring right now that I want to see. Oh, dude, I Definitely want to go to the Kenny show. Yeah. I know I go to all, I go to all kinds of yacht rock shows. Fuck could. yeah! I all mean, yeah, shit. like Jazz those shit. ones are mad fun. The Almond Brothers. Dude, oh Allman yeah, Almond Brothers, the shit. So yeah, I've been to many Almond Brothers shows, and that that's definitely one of the best. Dude, what? Give me all. As a kid, up. we used to go. I was we were um, when I was a teenager. Me and my group of fan friends used to go to Almond Brothers shows up in Guilford, New Hampshire. Where? What venues up there? Every year. Um, yeah, I forget the name of it. Is it a big outdoor one? There's a big outdoor amphitheater. Meadows something or other? Is that other? the big outdoor amphitheater that's pretty big? Yeah. I was there with like some bands. I forget who was Slayer or somebody I was working for up there. And we did like a show. And it's a, it's a big outdoor one in the cut of in, in shit, I thought. Maybe that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. 
up in New Hampshire, yeah. yeah. You know what? The name has changed a few times. Yeah, and a lot of those amphitheaters do that. They always It'll change It'll be like, it. oh, the Tweeter Center. Because no, whatever fucking... corporate company buys it, the right, PNC right. Bank, theater, you know, it's just all ad shit. You yeah, just yeah. build new shit. I like, I like smaller venues to see shows unless I have like incredible seats or backstage passes because the intimacy is is dope. But yeah. last, some of my, your favorite artists are not going to be playing small things. You're never going to see some of them in a small venue anymore. That's a bummer. Right. You know, so go catch some of these motherfuckers on the come up if catch you like somebody. Yeah, catch them early. You know, some people see Kendrick at the Middle East downstairs in Boston for 500 people, and now he's in fucking, you know, 20,000 people is the smallest you'll see him or some shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't know. It makes a di- I think for hip hop, I like it in smaller venues. Definitely. You know, it does like Coachella for hip hop is not the same. But then again, people watch fucking EDM DJs at these big festivals, and that guy ain't really doing as much as mm. just one dude. But everybody's bugging the fuck out, so maybe they're not even paying attention to the stage as much. Yeah, they're looking it's more at the of a lights. party. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Why white people love EDM? You don't need a rhythm to dance to it. Right. <laughs> a lot of drugs and fucking just bug out. Everyone's moving. No one can tell if you're on beat when you're dancing. You just yeah. fucking do. They're just bugging their right, fucking right. face off, man. Spinning around. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the Coachella weekend that we both missed this weekend. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It makes it quiet and peaceful here. Unless you want to go fucking, we can go eat some drugs and go dancing right now to some EDM, dude. Uh, I got some right now. You want to see?